Hi, you are tuning in to New Life Fellowship Vietnam. Today's message from Pastor Lap is being delivered from Romans chapter 7, verses 18 to 25. All right, good morning, church. Have you got your breakfast? Yes, have you read the Word of God? Some, right? So, um, you know, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. That scripture, that the Bible, the 66 book. If you're holding on the Bible, that more than 66 book, uh, it's not the Bible that uh, we're talking about, okay? So, something else. But yes, I do encourage you. This is August already, but, you know, it's never too late to read God's Word. Amen? Okay. Now, those who have been reading God's Word, uh, I encourage you to share on the, our Discord server as well. So you never know, one sentence of your sharing can touch somebody's lives and, you know, make their day. So I do also edify you, build you up as you dare to speak and share God's Word. We just finished the foundation class last night. This time around, this is the second time in the year, but this is the first time we've been doing, uh, I, I, we did it online, right, in our Discord server, and, uh, and we have uh, some fun quiz, and uh, I will, um, you know, usually I invite some one or two or three going to share what they have learned in the foundation class, but I'm going to save that for uh, next week, so... Uh, be prepared. I'm going to ask some of you attended the foundation class to share, all right? So just don't send me, oh, next week you travel, okay? <laughs> okay, all right. Are you ready? Okay, we are still in this series, the book of uh, Romans or the letters to the Roman church. And we are in the last part of chapter 7. Now, for those of you who are new, and you like to have a little handbook of our uh, Bible study of uh, the book of Romans, uh, please uh, grab a book. Um, we will be done with chapter 8 by later the end, uh, toward maybe November or, or October. And then um, next year we continue with that. So um, if you uh, said that maybe you have enough with the book of Romans already, some of you told me it's a bit heavy. Uh, and... Uh, it, it is heavy, heavy meaning that the word is, uh, is strong, the weightiness of the word that's going to uh, make an impact. You know? So if you just analogy for us, if you throw a small stone into the lake, you will got, what, what's the word, the ripple effect, the, the, the drink of the wave is kind of make, but you tr throw a big rock into the lake, it's going to make waves. So the book of Romans throughout history that brought both uh, uh, skeptic, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the people who struggle with, with you know, uh, understand the message of grace. So, by the way, the reason we got Protestant uh, uh, churches of faith, because uh, Martin Luther in chapter, uh, in, uh, sorry, in the uh, 16th century, that he read the book of Romans uh, in the original language for the first time, uh, because uh, the Catholic, the Roman Catholic used uh, uh, Latin, but he read in, in Greek. And therefore, uh, he just felt the, the release from the condemnation of the law. And for, for the first time, he experienced grace. 
And therefore, of course, after that, he posted 95 uh, um, article into the church in Rome, uh, and therefore he was being hunted down because uh, anybody who against the uh, Roman Catholic Church will be executed. So he exiled, he fled to Germany under protection of one of the princes there. Uh, and then uh, after that, um, you know, this first uh, foreign language translate outside of Greek and, and, and Hebrew is uh, in German. So that's the first foreign language Bible. So German, so after that, then a movement came, and then will be the, the English one. So that is uh, by the guy named William Tyndale's. And uh, after that, also because he was hunted down by the Roman Catholic Church, and then one of his friends betrayed him, handed him over to uh, the so-called police, uh, religious police, and then he would burn a stake. And meaning uh, he died and martyr, and then that after that, uh, I think w I forgot King Henry the fifth or so, or the eighth. I forgot. Somebody know history? Remember? So authorized the translation uh, to become King James version, because uh, but most of the work done by William Tyndale, and he said in his manuscript that you know this is for glory of God. He will not copyright it. So King James Version obviously authorized, therefore, everybody in the past, everybody who buy King James Version need to pay for uh, the copyright. Uh, but after that, of course, the copyright law, uh, after 50 years, uh, basically you can release to the public, right? So, uh, and some of the publisher, the trick is they renew, they add, revise, update, so everybody buy a new Bible. So I encourage you, uh, you can read any translation, it's okay. And so the, the, the Bible that we are holding on, whether digital format or the printed one, is full of, of history with, uh, with tears, blood, sweat, so that we have the Word of God go right into our hands. So treasure it. Treasure it. Because uh, uh, even today in different parts of the world, um, the each person don't have one Bible, so they just go to meet a place. They have one Bible uh, they can read together in, uh, in the villages. Uh, that can be uh, even in some part of Vietnam, uh, I, I guess some part of China, and many part of different part of the world. Uh, and uh, there are many attempts to bring the Word of God uh, to the people, different ethnic groups. Uh, those who cannot read even attempt to bring audio Bible so they can hear. And because that's the hope of for the world is in the Word of God in Jesus Christ. And people can do different things to help the country with economical packages, with, uh, you know, a charity, with all of that. All God can use all of that. But, but as long as they can live, you know, they live, they sustain until, I don't know, 80 years, 100 years. Who going to give them the hope for the soul and the life in eternity? So my, my prayer and my hope for all of us, treasure the word, uh, live by the word, and speak of the word. You don't have to become a pastor to speak for the word. God placed you there in your different industry and pocket, which is very unique. Only you are there so that you can speak to your colleague, your friend, your neighbor. The, the God give us a, either circle of, of a society, social circle. So use that for the glory of God. Because uh, I cannot enter into your world. You cannot enter into my world. We have different circles of friends. So God use you. So while you are here, 
in Ho Chi Minh City, maybe by uh, your company post or you apply for a job overseas, but it's not an accident. God placed you here for a reason. And for this season, especially the pandemic, the world, your friend who needs to hear the hope of Jesus Christ. Everybody waiting for the vaccine, but the vaccine cannot save the soul. It can save a physical body, but not the soul. So go home and think about it and praise. Ask the Lord how I can be used by the Lord for His kingdom while I'm living in Ho Chi Minh City, whether one month, one year, ten years, even one day. Think about if all of us are going to die tomorrow, what is going to be the message that we speak to our friend, to our loved one? And definitely nobody's going to talk about you know, how to be successful because you're going to die tomorrow. But what is the hope for the soul? Amen? Well, that's just an introduction. Okay. All right, I promise, just to be short. Okay, so uh, because verse 18, but I want to recap here a bit last uh, Sunday. Uh, we talk about um, the law is spiritual, the law is good. But we as human beings, we are sinful by nature. We are of the flesh and blood and innately terrible and bad, corrupted. And we are born sinner. And therefore, nothing we can help to save ourselves. But God sent His Son to pay all the requirement, the penalty of death of the sin because every sin will be accounted according to law. So every time that we sin and we repented, that sin will be put on Jesus. And He took that sin and that's why we declare, credit, consider, imputed righteousness. We are righteous because God took all of our sin, justified us as the court so we can be free and we are righteous but Paul understand the human nature so Paul said you know I I didn't do the thing that I supposed to do but however I do the things that I hate so on and on it's a struggle between the human flesh not just the flesh but the the sinful nature all of us experience that a degree we have areas of our life, we say, yes, I know that, you know, Lord, but ah, I struggle with that. I, I still cannot overcome that. I still cannot conquer that. So Paul, uh, in, in the chapter 7, is in a bit more pastoral. He understands the struggle. He used the pronoun I. Doesn't mean that has to be 100% his problem, but he's trying to represent the church. You know, sometimes pastors also use I. Doesn't mean that I struggle with that sin, but just, just don't want to use anybody's name. Always, it's okay to talk about me than to talk about someone else, right? So Paul here used the word I. So let us go to the Word of God in chapter 7. Uh, I just want to read the last verse in verse 17, and we continue with this verse 18. Are you still there? Okay. For... Um, <clears throat> maybe I read from verse 13, uh, 13 to get a contact. Did that which is good that bring death to me? He talk about the law here. By no means. The law is, is, is not bad because uh, it's good. It was sin in me that producing death in me. Through what is good in order that sin might be shown to be sin and through the commandment that might be, be sinful, become sinful beyond measure. Meaning that the law is there it's always there. It's always perfect. 
to say that whoever commits sin, that's show that it's sin beyond measure. Somebody kill means the murderer, the killer is condemned, right? Going to be executed, you know. So if they carry out, uh, if the Old Testament deny for an eye, right? So, but because of, of the, the law must be there, but the law cannot be deleted, cannot be edited, cannot be ignored, but it has to be accounted for. So that's what Jesus Christ accounted for every sin. So uh, here, verse 15, I do not understand my own action. I don't know about you, but sometimes I do not understand my own action, especially when I got angry. <laughs> when I got angry, then I don't know what I just said, you know. And we all have that moment, right? Uh, all of us have different areas of our life that struggle. I do not know, understand my own action, for I do not do what I want. Well, I want to show love, I want to care, I want, but sometimes did not seem to appear that way. And so, so uh, uh, Paul said, but I do everything I hate. And then, uh, now if I do not do, uh, if, if I do what I do not want, I agree the law that is good. So Paul tried to remind the congregation there, both the Jew who adhere to the law, the Gentile who disregard the law because they are lawless people. They don't have the law in the Old Testament, the Torah. So he's speaking to both here, both lawful and lawless because even you are lawful, but you, you maybe outwardly you did something, but inside you still struggle. And Paul himself knows he's the Pharisee of the Pharisee. And so uh, now I, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. So that's uh, verse 17. We ended last week. So Paul acknowledged, say, look, I try to help you here, and also I try to understand it. So God spoke to him. Of course, this is the divine word of God. And he said, I, I don't want to do that, but sin in me kind of like leads me and urge me and make me to do it. So, but he used my body to do it. Just think about this. More of a sin, of our sin committed, is just not out of the, uh, you know, from the UFO, not out of the other planet. It's right here, planet Earth. It never like, oh, just, just, just my hand do it. It's usually with a, a seed of thoughts, with a thinking, with a habit, with the eye, with the hand, with the ear. All of that will lead us to take some sinful action. Are you still with me with that, right? Okay, so Paul here, verse 18. For I know nothing good dwells in me. Paul, this is Paul. Paul, they say, I have nothing good in me. So think about that. So if Paul confidently by the Word of God can say that to the church, I too would say, nothing good dwells in me. Nothing good dwells in you. Um, on the foundation class, I asked uh, um, the, the class about, you know, how many of you think that you are a good Christian? Nobody there to say I'm a good Christian. Uh, I'm a so-so Christian. I, I think I'm good, but some areas I'm not good. I, I try harder to be a better Christian. Everybody said that, right? Uh, and everybody just looked down because nobody dared to say, I'm a good Christian. But that's the wrong question. The gospel of Jesus Christ for us is not to make everybody become a better Christian. The gospel of Jesus Christ to turn wicked sinner. Sinful in every way, unrighteous in, in all kinds of things. 
by the blood of Christ to declare righteous, not perfect. So I, tell the, I, I told the class, if you look into the mirror today, can you confidently say that I am righteous person? Why? Not based on the basis of what I did. Not on the good works of the law as a Jew claimed. Not on the social good deed. Not on the badges. Not on the degree. Not on everything I acquire, achieve in this world. That will not make me good. But I'm righteous because by faith in Jesus Christ. Otherwise, that's why the Jew made a mistake that say, hey, look, I'm the Pharisee, the Sadducee. I'm righteous than the Gentile. I know the law. And Paul said, no. Justification. You're justified by faith. You receive righteousness also by faith. And not by the good work. Am I a good pastor? I ask. I'm not. Nothing good's in me. Nothing good dwells in me. But I'm righteous because I believe in Jesus Christ. And therefore, this set you free. And we talk a little with the chapter 6. That set you free from being slave of sin to become slave of righteousness through Christ Jesus. The only way to be free from sin is to become slave of righteousness. Meaning your master must be Christ. And Paul continues to another layer. So chapter 7 and 6, uh, maybe sometimes a little bit difficult to understand because he lay out so many layers to try to get the, to the truth. And he say, the only way you can be free also, you need to die to the law. You need to die. Die to the own husband. The husband is that everybody born sinner and there's a law under it. Everybody under the law. In the case of the law of God, in the case of even you don't have a law like the Gentile, you are the law to yourself. And therefore, you're under the law, and you, if you go to good Jesus, and you don't die to the law, you're going to commit adultery according to the law, right? So you need to die to the law, and now so you can stay married to Jesus. So every time that you sin, the law condemns you, but you're no longer under the law. And therefore, you're with Jesus. Jesus took that, and you're under Christ, then you declare Righteousness. I'm not. I'm talking about the one that repents sin and stay with Jesus, Mary. I'm not talking about the one that really deliberately and blaspheme God. And I'm living sin. This is to tell you. This. This is not the, the person that I'm talking about. The person that really repented but still struggled with sin. Lord, I repent of that sin. But Lord, you know my habit. You know, I still have that thing. This is the word of God that minister to those who are struggling in the church, even though they got saved by God's grace through faith, but they still struggle with the sin that easily entangles. Are you still with me? So Paul wrote in verse, uh, continue, For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. All of us, I believe, the minute they say, Lord, you are my Savior, I love you, you remember your first love. And then no one turn around and say, yeah, let's go sin the next day. No. Thank you, sir. Right? Remember the day that you received Jesus Christ, not even next week you say, Lord, I thank you so much, you know, you're my Savior, you're my Lord. Hmm, let's see if I plan to sin next week. Nobody, nobody, unless some, someone told me that, yeah, they did, right? Which means that they, they never have a relationship with Jesus Christ. All they have is a religion. Yeah, tick the box. 
I go to church, I say sinner prayer, bam, bam, done. I go to heaven, now I'm back to my own life. So Paul, he said that, I have a desire to do, but not ability. Because if I do have the ability, I don't need Christ then. I can save myself then. This is why all the, um, the idol, the, 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 the figure of the world of a hero and a savior has to be powerful. You know, can be, you know, Iron Man, Batman, Superman, Ant-Man, all kinds of men. Because that's the that's the that's the the world picture of a of a savior of of a of a hero. No one picture Jesus Christ as a savior went to the cross, so weak, cannot save himself. Exactly, that's what we call him, Lord uh, uh, Jesus. If you are savior, save yourself. But that's they did not understand the spiritual aspect that everyone need to be redeemed, everyone need to be saved. The the hero of the world never died for you. <laughs> never die for you, and you just worship what whoever can bring you uh, something that you feel comfort, that you feel good. And that's idolatry, both in the Old Testament and the New Testament. So here Paul continues, verse 19. I do not do the good I want. So he wants to do the good, but he didn't do it. That's what he said. But the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. We talk about the evil, the things that against God's will and plan definitely is sin, but I keep doing it. Verse 20, now if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but the sin that dwell in me, the sin that stay in me, the sin that uh, take a resident in me that carry out its agenda. So, Paul continues. So, verse uh, 20, 21. So, I fired to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. So, what Paul tried to, to say is that when I'm about to do what is right, the evil just close behind tell me not to do it. So, you try to, uh, try to picture, you, you have to be real with yourself and uh, and. and and re let the word of God speak to you is that you're in your private inner landscape of your soul. You know certain things you shouldn't do. You want to do God's will, but certain things that come just next to it and pull you away. Are you still with me? So this is a case of Cain, right? Uh, God told Cain who killed his uh, brother uh, Abel, but sin crouching at your door, so it's knocking. So the idea is crouching, like, hey, look, Cain, you know, God did not accept you of your offering. Well, it's not fair at all, right? Look, you know, you just finished your brother. Nobody knows, you know, God is not around, right? Just did it. And then sin committed. So begin with the thoughts. Same with Adam and Eve. Begin with the thoughts. The devil entice, lure, uh, deceive, and kill Eve first and then Adam. Shall it's is it true or God didn't say that you eat the fruit and you die? All it uh, does is Satan just add in the word not. <laughs> it's just simple as that. Doesn't have to show anything. It just twists the word of God. So make sure you and I know the word of God. Because the devil to media can add just twist. Even somebody said something and there's a scripture that you never check the scripture. 
because sometimes the scriptures say different things, right? So make sure you know the word of God. And so Paul, continue here. For I delight in the law of God, in my inner being. So inner being, he, he, he knows that he likes the law of the Lord. He knows the word of the Lord. He delights in it. But I see my member. He talked about member body. Could be his eye, could be his hand, could be his feet. We all know that. Um, and uh, my, my member, I, I have another law. I see in my member another law, waging war against the law of my mind. Another law, kind of, you know, like, you know, Paul being torn apart. All of us can have that moment, being torn apart. I want to do the things of God, but the, leave, the evil in me close at hand and pull me away. So I end up, did not do the things of God, but I do the things of the flesh. So because sin dwell in me. So there's another law that pulled me away from the law of God. And therefore making the, me captive to the law of sin. So make me become a prisoner of sin. So like take me out of God's hand and put me into a prison. And, 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 and the law of sin that dwell in my member, the body of my member. Verse 24. Wretched, wretched man that I am, or how wretched that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death. So Paul here struggles, say, who's going to set me free here? And verse 25, he said, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then, I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh I serve the law of sin. I will explain that a minute. A little bit difficult to understand here, but I want to bring out the slide, just simple three points. Just a summary for us as we're going to... I'll go into toward the, 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 the end of uh, chapter 7. This is the condition of believer. Yes, we are sinners saved by God's great true faith. We're going to continue to walk with Christ, but as we live on this planet earth, we're somewhat still struggling with sin. I'm not talking about somebody really lived in sin and no repentance and say, you know, this is how I am. God, you must accept me. That's not kind. God will punish that one. But those who repented, Lord, I'm, re I'm really sorry, but you look, you know, I'm struggling with this. The thing that I supposed to do, I didn't do. The thing that I hated, I, I did it. I'm trapped. Having the desire to do what is good, but not the ability to do it. This is the point where we come to surrender. Surrendering like, Lord, I cannot help myself. Self-help book cannot help me. Five things this, five things that, seven things that, ten things that, all of that, all the self-help book, all the seminar, all, all the things that I read online, all of that. I tried them all. Have you come to the point? Those who got addiction like drug, alcohol, workaholic, pornography, they try everything, try to get out. You have to know that. Not because they say, I just enjoy it. They really know, I'm talking about Christians who struggle, okay? They try everything. They went to every seminar. And yet, they feel trapped. Also, we have a compassion, uh, you know, the last week we talked about because the struggle of that, so we have to show compassion to those who are struggling, including ourselves, right? So 
the last point uh, of uh, last Sunday, be compassionate toward ourselves and others. Because we all struggle. I'm trapped. I have a desire but not ability to do it. So talking some people who facing or suffering with the LGBT, lesbian, gay, transgender, um, they sometimes they say, I'm trapped. I'm a man trapped with a wound body. Maybe true, maybe not true, maybe psychological. Maybe sometimes it's true. So we need to show compassion. But we realize that it's, a, it's a against God's word, so it doesn't mean like, yeah, it's okay. But we can show compassion. It's like we go to the hospital or we go to the tsunami. People lying down there, you know, got broken leg. Got we never say, oh, are you, are, you a, are you a Christian or non-Christian? Just show compassion to all. Just to mend the, the, the skin, the broken leg first. Right? So show compassion. So whoever that in, in the struggle of same-sex, um, uh, same-sex attraction, LGBT, we need to show compassion so that they know the gospel of God is so compassionate. Then at the same time, we still point out that is wrong according to the word of God, not to, according to me, but according to the word of God. We show compassion because we both threat. We have the desire to do good, but not ability. That's why we need Jesus Christ. Are you still with me? Number two, I'm wretched. <laughs> I mean, what's the equivalent in English? Pathetic? Or I'm just helpless. I'm, I, I don't know what to do. I'm stuck. Who will deliver me from this body of death? Paul specifically talked about the body of death. What does that mean? It means definitely not just our skin here, uh, not just the flesh. Even though some translation you read will be the flesh. But let's talk about the sinful nature. The sinful nature in each human being. We are sinner because we have already the sinful nature. We committed sin because we are sinner. Not because we sin too much, then we become sinner. So some people think, yeah, every child born, oh, look beautiful, innocent, look like an angel. How can a baby sin? It's just a seed inside. You just wait for a few years, then the baby learn from nowhere, but begin to tell lies, begin to, to fake, begin to learn the surrounding, because there has sinful nature in each one of us. I'm wretched. Who's going to deliver me? So Paul, uh, speak to the church there, using the eye, so that everybody can identify the struggle, every single one in the church, both Jew and Gentile. Are you still with me? Then he answered the third point. I'm delivered from the body of death by serving God's law with my mind. Well, but wait. We just died to the law. And now serving God's law with my mind. Is this something contradictory here? No, Paul will lay another layer here. Again. Just, I just pick out one list of sin, right? Let's say the sin of lust, lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. Just three categories that cover the whole sin in the world, right? Let's say the lust of the eye. Well, the Bible said the lust of the eye is the eye. But where is the eye? It's the thinking, the brain, the thinking, the mind. The, 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 uh, the Bible talks about the mind. The mind is already lustful. Therefore, if the eyes begin to look lustfully. And then the word came out, you know, 
flattering, flattery. And then the hand begins to do certain things. So Paul talked about the body of that, meaning like this is under another law that control that leads me. So when people sin, it begins with the mind. The mind that serves the law of sin, therefore it gives out the commands in the instruction let look this way. Let think this way. Let do this way. Let's take action this way. The sin of David, the man after God, uh, God's own heart. I mean, the Bible describes on the cool day, he didn't go to war. I mean, he, uh, I, I, I have a chance to visit the city of David, and there, and there from that plateau, not very high, but because it's higher than the surroundings. So if there are a few houses lower, there's a terrace there. And I, I don't know who has the habit to go up to take a shower up in the rooftop. So that's not just only sin of David, also that woman. Right, people, in all, in all, in all culture, nobody's going to go upstairs and take a shower, you know, open air. Right, so 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 maybe day to day, but cool air. He just look at that, and then he thought, you know, he did not sin immediately. He thought, hey, look, just invite her for dinner. You know, nothing wrong about dinner, right? Just come on over, maybe a cup of wine. You know, just make a dinner. I'm king, right? Come on. They invite over dinner. Hey, after dinner, after a meal. After some dance, then how about you stay over? All the sin that man and woman committed begin with the mind. This is why somebody who uh, lay on the dead uh, on the hospital vegetative cannot commit sin outwardly the body. I'm not talking about the the, the sinner. He's still a sinner, but that person cannot commit sin because the body of death cannot. Run, follow the law of sin. So that's what Paul talked So two kind of contentious law here, the law of God, the law of sin. So Paul talking about there's a war waging inside of him. Are you still with me? So Paul here said the only way that to be out, <laughs> to be delivered, that I have to let my mind serve God's law. Remember, not like early on he's talking about under the law. He stay married with Christ. But you stay married with Christ. The only way that you continue to be free is that you serve God's law with your mind. To take every thought captive under Christ. That's why the New Testament, you have the mind of Christ. And therefore, all the sin that seem to and, and, you know, enticing to me no longer have a power because my mind no longer think about that. Are you still with me? So from here now, all of us that, you know, this day, they have advertising. You watch a YouTube, another things come up. Uh, you search certain keyword, another things come up. Uh, you watch Facebook, another video come up. Sometimes just innocent as somebody just shows some skin, some bikini on the beach, some other thing. And then one video lead to another video, lead to another video. If your mind is not a mind of Christ, then you serve the law of sin that we'll talk about. Because the law of sin say, hey, one more click. Hey, okay, the law of sin say, yeah, yeah, let, 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 one more click. All right, so one more click. Uh, it's remind me, one of uh, a friend told me a story. A friend worked in the office cubicle, 
and he has a, a, a sticker note into his uh, cubicle office say, as for me and my mouse, I will serve the Lord. <laughs> it's true. If it's in the office, as for me and my mouse, I will serve the Lord. Or my finger, right? And not click. You see something there, gentlemen? Stop. Close. Because if your mind being saturated with the mind of Christ, then you never succumb to the law of sin, which Paul talked about. So two law. Law of God. Law of sin. You're not under the law, but because you are staying with Mary and Jesus fulfilled all the, the law. And therefore, even though that he, uh, he, he, he is on fully body, human being, but he did not sin. To be Christ-like is we have the Christ's ability, both the desire and ability to sin no more. I remember, you know, um, after I got married, um, and um, I remember some of high school friends, you know, some, some of them, maybe my exes, right? Just say, hey, look, you'll know, get married, uh, you know, uh, it's, uh, you know, like you have a cup of coffee. Just to congratulate you and say, uh, I learned, I disciple in the church. After I get married, I never be alone with the opposite sex without my wife. So, oh yeah, you old-fashioned, you know, you're, you're, so, you're so strict. No, because I apply serve God's law with my mind. And therefore say, look, uh, if you want to have coffee, I bring my wife. Uh, that's okay. Then of course, say, yeah, no, we have some private talk. I say, that's nothing of private anymore. I'm married. Yeah, come on, just have just one drink. No drink. Because my mind that had been single-minded. Most of temptation happened because compromises. I shall not name um, the institution, but the recent one. Big Christian institution. You know, there's some issues because uh, you read the news, probably you know, right? The wife just like, hey, we just want to help this guy and so on. Then get over a little bit intimate and then, you know, things happen. Not only just the married one, the single one. That's why I encourage the one heart. I say, you know, if you ex in the exploring stage, I mean, get to know each other, explore in group. Don't isolate yourself. And say, hey, I can handle it. You can never handle fire with the hay. And the Bible said, you don't put the fire, the charcoal in your lap and think it's okay. It will burn. Sexual desire will burn. So never think that, oh yeah, you know, I can handle things. David can handle things. Solomon, he even numbered about things. <laughs> he, got, he got, you know, what, 800 concubines, you know, what about that, right? So single man, woman, if you are in courtship or dating, walk in the light. That's what we counsel. If you go somewhere else, light. You go somewhere else. If you want to go coffee shop, everybody can see. 
The only time that you want to go that because you want to do something. Just be clear about that. Because the body of the, the sin, the law of sin pulled my body of death to do something. So contract. I want to do the laws of God, but I serve the law of sin. How wretched I am. But I should serve the law of God. I'm not under the law, but serve the law of God. Fulfilled in Jesus Christ. To be Christ-like, to mean have the mind of Christ. So some of, uh, just in case you say, Pastor, maybe you are very, uh, uh, not socially uh, 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 very welcome. You know, so if somebody asks you, I can take you a ride. I don't take you for a ride. It's the opposite say. I never join a taxi if I need to ask someone to join in. It's just simple. It's just, it's just drawing the line and just so that Satan will not abuse that and destroy relationship. We protect each other by serving God's law with my mind, our mind. Not being harsh. Are you still with me? Well, it happened in the Bible, so it happened around the world. So nothing new under the sun. You and I will be delivered from the body of death that Paul talked about. Because why body of death? Because it keeps sinning. So that's death. The, 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 the wages of sin is death. Meaning that the only salary that sin is going to pay you is death. You understand? That's why Paul said the wages mean, wages mean they pay uh, yearly, right? Salary monthly. So the end of the year, ah, you want to see your wages at the end of the year? That's death. If sin, that's all sin can pay us. So Paul here, give the last punch here to the church. You and I will be delivered from the body of death because the body is always succumb and obey the law of sin. You know, so you wonder, what is the law of sin? The law of sin, we can trace back, it's like, it's okay from the beginning. It's okay to eat the fruit. God won't bother. You know, it's okay. You're not going to die. And then carry on. Come on. You know, your brother, you know, maybe, you know, God give you another one. Just kill him. And David, you know, just jump medicine. Uh, David, well, I have several wives already, so what's wrong with having one more? But anyway, I know she's married. It's, a, it's the wife of my general. But come on, uh, let, let's just come forward. And then escalate to adulterer, murder, kill husband indirectly with the order. And then cover up. Right. I'm delivered from the body. That's when you and I serving God's law with my mind. That's why I come to chapter 12. He say, you know, be renewal of the mind. Be transformed by the renewal of the mind. You and I want to be transformed by God. We need to renew our mind. Our mind being brainwashed in childhood with different things and continue to be bombarded and brainwashed with media. If you don't have the Word of God to be the anchor of your soul and become the software that reprogram and re-brainwash your brain with the mind of Christ, it's likely you and I will commit sin. Some small one, some will be big one. 
because the body of death always pulls us from the law of sin. That's why our mind needs to serve the law of God. So my body will follow my mind. You see? And some people, you may explain that, some people think that, you know, they're single, you know, uh, and they're not married. Just touch a little bit, no problem. Give a hug, touch here and touch there. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm in control. Nobody is in control. So when I have the mind of God, my hand will withdraw from doing things inappropriately. There you stay with me. This is for us and for us to help others. Okay? If you are convicted by the word of God, repent. If you're single, if you're not married, and you are not open to the church that you are in relationship and dating, and you need the whole church as a community to play, to, to help you, and to be counseled by the word of God, you are playing with fire. And definitely not the fire of the Holy Spirit. The fire of the flesh. Even those who are married. Those who got saved before their marriage, I encourage them to have a marriage again. Because before that, they don't know God. Right? Marriage himself will renew the blessing of the Lord. The witness of the body of Christ. This is... The, never in the Bible tell us the idea of Hollywood that, you know, two persons love each other and run away from home and go to the chapel and I don't know what a guy just do there and just like, okay, we witness or go to the jungle and get the animal witness, the Lion King witness. And so, you know, we get married. It's never a Bible idea. That's Hollywood idea. I'm delivered from the body of death by serving God's law with my mind. Are you still with me? So again, don't confuse with we are died to the law. We are not under the law. We are under grace. We are under the sons of God. But I am delivered by, continue with chapter 6, by enslave myself to righteousness, by dying to the law, by let my mind serve God's law because I have been dead to the law, now alive in Christ, which means I have to think like Christ thinks, I have to act like Christ acts, I have to be, uh, uh, behave like Jesus behaved because I'm serving God's law as Jesus has fulfilled and serving God's law. Amen. Can I just spend some time to have some reflection five minutes?
Lord Jesus, you have created us in your image. And because the sins of Adam and Eve descended, we are descendants of Adam and Eve. That we were born sinner, that sin dwelt in us, even though we are here knowing, call ourselves Christian. We have struggled with certain area of our life. And Lord, you have been showing your compassion, your love, your mercy, your grace. And to demonstrate that at the cross, even though the cross, the crucifixion does not spell love, but it is your love. At the cross, we see how, how loving you are, how compassionate you are. You demonstrate you died while we were still sinners. Even today, no one died for the righteous one. No one died for somebody who's really good. And no one, by the way, is good. No one is righteous. But through Christ Jesus, we are righteous by faith. Not by good works of the law. Not by our credential. Not our by, by our achievement. And Lord, help us to die to the law so whenever we sin, we're not under condemnation, but we are under forgiven, forgiveness under Christ because we are under the Son of God, under grace. Not that under grace that give us license to sin again. That would be like going back to the law. That would be going, that betray Jesus is going back to the law. And just between the law and then the Son, then we move one side to the other side and all the way spiritually commit adultery. And, and Lord, thank you, Lord, for the word that's, that you have spoken to Paul, that, that he both passionate and he pastoral and understand the struggle we all have, whether that anger, whether that lust, whether that greed, whether that, 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 that sexual attraction, all of that, Lord. We need to put to death, the, the body of death that Paul talked about, how wretched he, he was and how wretched I am, how wretched we are. And the only way, who will be deliver us? And you alone, Jesus. That, you, uh, that, that this body of death will be delivered by each every one of us. And let our minds serve you so the body will bring submission surrender unto the order, the command of our mind. If we have the mind of Christ, our body will be Christ-like. And help us, Lord. Help us not to play in games, not to play in game with the flesh. Playing uh, the, the flesh, the sinful nature sometimes trick us. <laughs> Say it's okay. Sometimes lure us into the trap. It's like, it's like a spider who put out the web. And once we got caught, we went intoxicated and then paralyzed and will be consumed by sin. Oh Lord, how wretched we are. We need to be delivered by let our minds serve your law so that the body of death will not serve the law of sin. And help us to stay married to Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for this time and you continue to show your grace, your love, your mercy, and help us to be compassionate to even ourselves in repentance, in sobering, in, 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 in turning.
from away from sin and be with Jesus. It's never too late to repent, but might be sometime. Maybe if we don't repent, maybe too late. If Christ coming back tomorrow, what shall we do? Lord, help us understand that your love that you have given to us, your grace is sufficient and will be justified at the cross by faith. And we declare righteousness by faith. Lord, help us walk out of this place. It's like a woman got caught in adultery. She never planned, never thought that they're going to commit again next week. Even though that you release her, say, go and sin no more. Help us to go out and sin no more. And joyfully declare your grace, your love, and your mercy. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. We pray that these messages speak a word of encouragement to you and your family. Join us next time and do press the follow button on our profile page to keep up to date with the latest messages. God bless you.